fungus, we eat the 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 fungus, Good morning. It's the seventeenth. It's the seventeenth of July. Which means, um, which means, uh, my son has been born since, uh, two weeks on the second. So 17 minus two is 15. 15 is one day more than 14, which is seven times two. And I think it's time for me to go back to work on Monday. Just to check in and find out what's going on. He's sleeping. And um, once in a while do I have to uh, stay up at night to watch him. And I can still always take a day off or something like that. <clears throat> if that happens. But I should check in and find out what's going on at work. So, but I have been very much enjoying this time off. A lot of time to think. And, um, having some pretty profound ideas or thoughts profound it's like yesterday I went swimming and um, I was observing these little bubbles in my eyes I wore some goggles and with the goggles on I could really see them underwater very clearly and there's a whole ton of these things swimming around, these nerve cells, imperfections, I guess, like a gel-like substance in the eye um, that you can see. I guess your neurons are at the end of the eye and there's a whole sphere in front of it. I've always observed them. But it really came to attention. And I was trying to relax in the pool. And, um, well, my son has really gotten better at swimming. So I don't have to worry that much about him drowning. Now we have the next kid coming. I have to worry about. But he's not going to go swimming for some time. And, um... I realize now about... this question of randomness and intention like, what's the intent? Well, my intent was 
to explore my ideas and get to the bottom of them. Because I always thought, oh, there's some something amazing hidden. And now, I'm considering whether that was a mistake. And um, yesterday I was looking at the moon, it was perfectly at the half. I looked at the sun, and I thought, maybe this is the tipping point. Some kind of decision point of mine to explore the non-random side. I mean, maybe it's too late for me. Maybe I don't have the skills. So some doubts, reservations, hesitancy, I really wasn't very happy with our episode yesterday, and maybe it was because I wasn't ready for it, and I was hungry and uncomfortable, but also I wasn't on a walk. And I find I do my best talking while walking. I don't know. Just sitting there on the computer has so many distractions. But if you walk, you have a clear goal. A clear um, target. So I uninstalled Pokemon Go again. And, um, I realize how much it has affected me playing that game, getting into it. And, um, it's kind of a metaphor for life. You get caught up in some game. that fulfills your mind somehow. And I guess it could be chess, or checkers, or math. Prime numbers, you're looking for prime numbers. They say, is mathematics not just a set of rules and games that people play? Or is it more? And what is it that causes, what is it that what is it that um, that drives all of this? Dopamine, serotonin, different motivation drugs, or we just following the program and this kind of gets into uh, this kind of gets into um, the question of is there something guiding us or controlling us through these mechanisms. And I thought whether or not this podcast is also just a, a game, a distraction, 
but it has its benefits for me, which is why I'm continuing with it. But I'm going to try harder to kind of structure my thoughts and stay on topic. Not because I don't find the random format good. I mean, the point is we've covered a lot of ground with the randomness. But it might not be the best experience for people to actually listen to. And a little bit of structure won't hurt us. You know, when I write a program, it also has a structure. So, yesterday I got finally. Let's segue just into the program. I'm going to tell you about this 3D program I've been working on. So yesterday I finally got the simplified, reworked static website working, which is much faster. It has a turnaround time of a couple of seconds, milliseconds, where I can edit. <coughs> I can edit the code and make changes and just hit refresh in the browser and the changes are immediate and it's a much smaller code so that's good and I published a, a new github repository which is I think 3js minus math or something I put a link in the telegram and basically what you'll see is like a 20 by 20 dot matrix of points that are spinning. And if you look at it, you'll see exactly the waves of <clears throat> the progressive waves of You'll see the progressive waves of moiré patterns that we've seen in other visualizations I've done. And this is happening purely on dots. So for me, that's proof that this is a relic of the um, visualization. The computer is actually producing somehow a nice golden squirrel like somehow the computers producing these waves and they go up to down and then they go left to right and they have spin around it's the craziest pattern you've seen And I always wondered why and how this is even happening. And why the um, patterns change over time, even though nothing is changing. The same exact set of points, it's the same data is just rotating in a circle. Like, why is it? displaying such a complex behavior. And I also wonder if it's possible to even measure this spinning now that we've got it nailed down. measure it using a program to calculate it. 
And also I've been running into memory problems where I, if I increase the set of points, it runs out of memory in the browser, which is like 30 times 30 times 30, for example, crashes. I can do a 30 times 30 times two, but not even times three because it runs out of memory. So I have to look at what I'm doing with these point clouds. why it's using up so much memory. And um, it could be the colors. We'll see what happens. I'm going to try uh, removing bits until I can get it to scale properly. that bird it's pretty hot already pretty hot the Sun is already way up it's even though it's seven o'clock in the morning when I left I was still too late but uh, we might be uncomfortable I might be uncomfortable still going to get my walk in. So if I don't get that done, I'll be unhappy. I mean, I might be unhappy if I don't follow my other patterns. But skipping my walk is really going to make me go nuts. next thing that I can do is put a bitmap on a cube. Instead of doing individual points, I can do a surface like a square and project a bitmap on top of that as a texture, which would maybe use less memory. Someone's listening to the radio real loud. I don't know if you can hear that, but that's why I stopped talking. So I've been listening to this podcast called The Freightcast, and they're talking about trends that Tyson has recalled 8 million pounds of chicken due to listeria, some bacterial infection. And um, that this chicken was produced in Missouri last year, the beginning of this year, and the meat's still floating around after all this time. It's pretty disgusting. And that there's expected price jack hikes in September. 
I went to the diner yesterday, took my son swimming and his friend, and it was pretty funny. Um, we went in the side entrance, and this guy just opened the door. He's like, oh, you're going in? I'm like, yeah, I'm going in. And uh, they just let us into the swimming pool without checking our IDs. I mean, we just kind of snuck in. And, uh, which was good. Because I didn't want to have to deal with this kid. He already went swimming that day. He had a, a pass, but he left. And then I would have to convince them to let him back in. We didn't have any receipt. So, and then he's like, oh, we didn't pay. I'm like, shut up. Don't say anything. But we had fun. We stayed until the end. And then we um, went to the diner. We got chicken fingers and french fries. And it cost 40 bucks for two plates of chicken tenders and french fries. And I was so shocked at how expensive it was. I was really, really shocked. I was talking to the lady. She said, I said, these must have been pampered chickens. I was thinking about Colin. And then she's like, I'm like, well, I got chickens. And she's like, wow, we, my neighbor had them, but the, the city took them away. They said to him, a thousand dollar fine a week, unless you get rid of them. I told her about our experience and how they didn't even write back to us. I said they're just bullies. Chicken aren't livestock, they're poultry. So, in any case, seems like uh, the city has been bullying more people and um, I wrote to all these newspapers no one wrote back to me so it seems like we're gonna have to do some kind of guerrilla marketing campaign And, you know, we talked about this before, and I really don't feel like doing it, but <clears throat> it seems that I need to beef up my internet presence to get my message out. And I'm gonna have to worry about being found and presenting myself. And I haven't done that in so long. I've been hiding basically on the internet. And that's also why we have so few listeners it's because I haven't been promoting at all. And um, I haven't been even saying anything that's worth saying, listening to or promoting. I wouldn't even ask you guys to share my message because what are we talking about? You know, some mediocre or dilettante art, some random noise generation. Why should we share that? Why should anyone listen? We have some kind of structure saying this is what our goal is and we can have some type of quality and say this is how we're achieving our goals this is how we're moving towards our target
Okay. So I was listening to that freight cast, and they're talking about the impending costs going up, and how you might want to stock up. People are stocking up, they're buying warehouses. and running up inventories. You hear those cicadas? You hear that sound? So let's kind of review what we've talked about. Well, I started with games. And the question is, are we in a game? You know, this is kind of what we, ta- kind of what we talked about on the, yesterday and the last couple of episodes. Like the whole idea of motivation following rules are we following patterns and are we just part of a routine do we have a routine that is basically a game and they talk about gamifying things to make it easy for people to have achievements oh gamify your process and give people points and feedback and all that. thinking about so many things so basically making things game-like and interactive and fun for learning and I guess less stressful more fault tolerant less exacting maybe or Let's just say forgiving, more forgiving. And I guess this all follows the idea of fitting in. Like, do you fit in or don't you fit in? And how much of that fitting in is a um, oppression of some kind? And Gino said, don't enable yourself to be lazy. Don't make excuses for yourself to give up. And that was a good advice. And I think I've been guilty of that for sure. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to just define the skills to be able to fit in, to conform, conform, to adjust to some form.
or to pretend to fit in. See, this is where compatibility layers come into play. It's like, what if I just pretend to fit into everything? And this gets into the whole uh, game of cat and mouse, where you have successive layers of control, where first people pretend to fit in, and then they're sucked more and more into being controlled. Right? So it is a control structure. Compliance and fitting in. And, um, you know, I'm worried about things too. I'm worried about things too. And I'm worried about what's going on in the world. And I am worried about politics. And I do follow it. But the reason why I haven't talked about it too much recently... Maybe I let some stuff slip in. Well, first of all, I don't know for sure any of this stuff. And I don't want to be just a repeater of things I don't know. I don't want to get caught up in just being an influencer even to the smallest group because I feel that people won't trust me I mean if there's one thing that I can say about this podcast and myself is that I try and be authentic even to the point of a fault and maybe there is no authenticity and that authenticism, authenticity is a, is a lie. Like that could be the hard truth of things. I have to say I'm really struggling with myself not to pull out my phone and play Pokemon Go right now. And it's really weird how I could even want to play this game, even though it has no purpose at all. It's a complete waste of time. Now, you could say that making money is a game that's a waste of time. And after a certain point, I guess it is. The law of diminishing returns says that after you've got so much money that everything else is becoming less utility. And I guess part of it is how well you're organized. How well you can organize things. That's one thing. But I guess even if you're not organized, if you could hire people who are organized and manage them. But how can you manage them if you're not organized? So in the end, you're going to have to have some form of control and organization. And I think that kind of gets into quality. And I have this book, Six Sigma for Dummies. 
and they talk about mathematical models. Like, what's your mathematical model for quality? Right? How are you measuring things? I guess I should reread that now that my math skills have been improving and my tolerance to math has improved. But I have to question my own assumptions. My assumptions have been that the first impression is the best impression. Spontaneity is key. That you can find interesting patterns in randomness. And, um... That life emerges from chaos. An emergent behavior where if you just let things happen, they'll improve over time. And I I heard yesterday they were talking about intelligent design versus chaos, and they were saying how random life really is. I forget where I heard about this, but there's some new study that came out about randomness in life. just thinking about where I'm going to walk going through all these different paths and as if it matters where I walk like does it matter if I walk somewhere or if I just walk in a circle I mean sure it matters if I don't get run over and I guess it's better if I walk up a hill than down a hill But if I'm walking to one location or another, it doesn't really matter in terms of steps and exercise. I don't know why I should put so much thought into finding the optimal route. But at this point, my thinking is, where is it? least amount, where's the least amount of sun? Like, I don't want to be walking in the direct sun for extended periods of time, because it's really hot. And I don't want to go too far. Because I don't want to be caught out in the sun. So, now to get back to quality, The key thing that I learned from the quality um, 
training we did, the, the good manufacturing pra, pra, uh, practices, was that you can't just take some number and some measurement and say, this is our standard of measurement and we're going to try and target this value and then just keep on comparing to that. That's not good quality. You have to determine through a formula and a, and a proof why this value should be good and be used and show how it fits into your quality scheme. And this kind of gets into um, chemistry. And um, with chemistry, there's, you can produce all different types of things, but even the most basic things are like measuring, keeping things sterile, preserving consistency and identity, like how do you determine the identity of things and there's all different processes you could follow. I was looking at like even doing a pH test for example like proving that your pH test is up to spec right or any test at all like you have to follow certain procedures you have to perform calibrations you have to produce your materials to do the calibrations. I mean, there's this whole thing. Like we were trying to measure potassium. We're trying to measure pH ourselves using this electron, this Horiba electrode measurement system. And it's so complicated. The ions. And it's all about chemistry and calibrating and getting things just right. understanding things and I never really I guess I, I'm still struggling with all the different parts of chemistry and the ions and how they work I mean, I'm slowly wrapping my head around it but like if you take pure potassium and put it in water it's going to create potassium hydroxide because it dissolves in water it reacts with water and produces I think it produces high temperature and hydrogen it releases hydrogen and heats up and those hydrogen atoms that are released they're being stripped off so that it becomes more positive KOH plus potassium hydroxide KOH plus K is kalium or potassium and OH is oxygen and hydrogen and it was H2O but one of those H's got knocked off I think making it an unstable ion 
that's readily going to absorb water hydrophile once you dry it out it'll absorb water immediately anyway interesting stuff chemistry it's watching this uh, nice guy Thos Thoiso 2 on YouTube is a Russian guy and um, the worst dubbing ever it's a guy who speaks in Russian and he has a, a, a Russian guy dubbing it in English it's really a great channel and does all these dangerous experiments and it's I, I can't believe that people are YouTube you know stars and how they manage to do it to get so much so many subscribers So, quality. So quality is the property of having a plan, a model of what you want to do ahead of time. And then measuring against that model and understanding deviations and modeling those so it's really a question of understanding as opposed to just doing it and being random about it And that's the thing, is that if we're not following a model, what can we use to guide what we see to improve our model if we don't have a model to begin with? Well, I can say that on this podcast, we do have models that I've been building over the years of my life about the world. I've always been modeling, drawing diagrams and trying to understand things. Maybe I haven't been integrating other people's models as well as I should. think about this Turing machine so maybe we should take another crack at the Turing machine as a model I know you're gonna rage turn off and unsubscribe right now I guess I could jog and go faster, but I don't want to. I look at all these runners going fast. 
I'm just thinking about my poor knees. I still have a pain on my knee from bicycling accident that I had 25 years ago. stay in the sun, stay out of the sun more. It's like, what path will choose less sun? So this axiom of choice, the Zeno-Ramella axioms, they go over all these different fundamental axioms of math. And um, the one that is greatly disputed is the axiom of choice. And this axiom of choice really up the, uh, the question of the Turing machine is really the question of choice. So you have memory everywhere, all these numbers you can read. <clears throat> and you can also write them. So you can actually copy values or sort them and do all types of stuff, right? But the question then becomes, what is your next choice? So you can do um, conditional jumps machine which means if this condition then go here or a direct jump like jump to this position and that's really well an unconditional jump doesn't give you a choice it's like go here okay so there's no choice there but there's a choice in um, There's a choice in the condition, like if this condition is met, if this variable is set, then go here. And um, that is the basic hard part. science because that if statement can be then interpreted can be turned into an entire programming language so you can end up with a structure that allows you to choose between all the other instructions right using a variable so that's easy to prove. So let's say I have 15 different types of instructions. Then I could make one instruction that says, you know, is the variable one, then do instruction one, is the variable two, do instruction two, is this variable three, and do instruction three, all using jumps, right? So that this switch, switch between instructions, turns out to be the most fundamental instruction of them all. 
It's the it's the choice instruction. What instruction do you choose to execute? And then it can be shown that by careful manipulation of values that these choices can be construed in such a way that you could be depending on another choice to control you. So what I'm saying is This is like the fundamental theory of computer security right here. That um, instead of depending on one variable to make your choice, that variable could be dependent on some other hidden variable. Creating what's called a strange or weird machine where an attacker can manipulate the inputs in such a way as to control the choices made indirectly and basically telling the machine to do anything that's within its, you know, that's possible. The weird machine theory. And this is basically the Turing theory, where he's saying you can't prove that the Turing machine will halt, will come to a halt for any input, because the input could itself be another Turing machine, which is another system of control. that other system control could have another system of controls and it were going to be an infinite chain of Turing machines all leading up to some unknown controller who might be deciding your fate without you even knowing it. How's that for a little Turing? Boy, these, the sound of the cicadas really brings back some memories of going to Arkansas, going camping. Walking in the heat and hearing cicadas. Those are my memories. But I have to say that my son went for a walk to the swimming pool yesterday. I'm very proud of him. That he's gotten off his butt and he's willing to do more physical activity with me. And he was so tired by the time he got home, he just fell asleep. So, I think that was a good job as a parent to tire the kid out, which will cause him to grow in a certain direction, in the direction that I want him to grow, which is I want him to be good with computers, but I'm not even afraid of him being good with computers now. I want him to be good outside of computers. And I said to my wife, you know, it's easy to recognize sometimes kids who are only good at computers, who have no motor skills. Now they become atrophied when they're just only on the computer. 
so the axiom of choice well that kind of gets me into the question of a program where if I have a a matrix of numbers then okay call that must be my wife it is my wife okay guys so I hope I've uh, not disappointed you too much with this one today and um I guess really the key message here is being spontaneous I think is actually okay. Let's call it exploratory. But once you've explored enough, maybe we need to start Organizing also this podcast better and actually having topics and actually producing episodes on a certain topic. Um, and even researching enough to even talk about a topic authoritatively. But I think this thing of choice should be explanatory. I haven't given you an example of how you can influence, but basically the idea is that the variable that's being used to switch on could be written to or influenced by another variable and by other code which could be influenced by or written to written by another code so you could have code that changes variables in such a way that it affects their execution and you could have chains of that where each layer is hiding another level of indirection And you don't know, or it's hard to tell where it's all coming from. And this kind of gets into this fundamental complexity of execution that we've gotten into, like introspection or whatever you want to call it, inspection, auditing. It's like how do you audit and model every instruction and prove that it does what it's supposed to do? Like this is one of the fundamental problems of math and computer science. And it's not trivial. It's actually a hard problem or an impossible problem. So that's also kind of the things that I run into over the years. Anyway, I'm going to go take a break. Maybe I'll come back. Maybe I won't. I think an hour is a good time for a podcast, people. I got less listens on the three hours than I got on the one hour. So I think people don't want to hear me talk for one hour randomly, mindlessly. They want to have some kind of end in sight. Fancy that. All right then.
the fungus. Feed 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 the Feed the fungus, feed the fungus, the fungus, feed 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 the fung